All right, what's up, everybody? This is episode four, officially, of the Long Story Short podcast. I have had two short Patriot recaps, but uh, if we're looking at just guests and legit podcasts, this is episode four. We had Dave Vash on as episode one, then my brother Dan Oliver in episode two, uh, Coach Tyler Dowdy, episode three. And we're back with Dave Vashon, who we're hoping is going to be a co-host guest as long as we can uh, figure out a way to continue to find the time to get together and do this. So uh, we're here in the Vashon studio basement. Uh, and Dave, what's up, man? Well, what's happening, buddy? It was uh, quite an eventful day today. Uh, it's a nice balmy 84 degrees in the basement right now. Thanks to that wood stove. Yes, it is nice. Uh, what what happened today? Uh, today was Landon's fourth birthday party. We had a sweet little obstacle course that I built. Alicia came up with the idea, threw it at me, and I think most of the kids had a pretty good time with it. it seemed I had fun watching them anyway. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen an obstacle course uh, at a kid's birthday party, but it was really cool. Right. I like the idea. Yeah, it worked out worked pretty well. They seemed to like it. So um, let's get into our first topic here. Why don't, talk, why don't you introduce it? Let's talk about pooping. Everybody poops. Yeah, everybody poops. I, uh, I've been on the road the past couple of months, and uh, I had a couple guys I was working with last week, and uh, somehow the topic of pooping in random areas came up, and we found out that one of our guys is a shy pooper. Uh, <laughs> I myself am not a shy pooper. Uh, how about you? No, no, I find every public place that I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll pull up a log somewhere in the middle of the woods, tear a, tear a sleeve off my shirt, wipe socks are, <laughs> socks are usually the last resort because yeah. you know how those are. But uh, yeah, construction sites, I, that doesn't bother me. Just going to have enough toilet paper to cover up the splatter. The thing about Maine is if you're traveling, depending on where you are, the options may be remote. So I remember I was traveling uh, up to Stratton to the power plant up there. This was probably like a couple of years ago. And I think I was drinking coffee, and uh, a poop came on pretty hard. And I knew I wasn't going to make it to, like, the next gas station, which was 20 miles down the road. Oh, yeah. So I pulled over, went into the woods, found a nice soft leaf, and uh, <laughs> laid one out. Yeah. But uh, I'm not afraid to do that if I have to. Yeah, no, uh, this kid uh, will pinch it off for as long as possible. He phrased it as having incredible tinsel strength. For tinsel or tinsel? Uh, tinsel, I believe is what he was saying. Tinsel, that's yeah. like the stuff you put on the Christmas yeah. tree. Okay, we'll call it tinsel. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he was drunk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I thought it was hysterical because I I don't really think I've ever met anyone that would hold it all the day long just to get back to their own house. It's not healthy. No, I don't think it can be healthy. No. Your body's telling it needs to get out. It needs to get out. That's right. you got to listen. That's right. So... I mean, what what does Let's he do? Let's talk about he the just... next pile of crap. Okay. Uh, like, <laughs> why don't you introduce what you're talking about here? Yeah, the the Tesla truck. And I'm sure there's quite a few people out there who are like, oh, my God, it's the latest and greatest thing, but it's junk. So in, in this kind of – we've started to develop segments as we go along. We're trying to improve the podcast, trying to get a little bit more order and structure to it. And one of the segments that we talked about adding is – um, the internet is on fire and it's basically, you know, my idea behind it was something that went viral and everybody was talking about, and this is a little bit old. I think it's probably a week, week and a half old, but, uh, Elon Musk released his prototype truck, which is basically, looks like the DeLorean and back to the future, oh, how boxy and, oh, yeah, that's perfect. um, and Elon posted a few days later that, I did it for the memes, <laughs> so a lot of people are kind of questioning whether or not it's a real prototype or not, but... I mean, as much money as he's spending in technology for this so-called truck, I mean, it, it looks like a DeLorean mixed with a Honda, what was that, Honda Ridgeline? Is that what it was? Yeah, kind of, I guess, like that. Yeah, it's just foolish looking. It, it, it's all of, steel. Yeah, the amount of, it's all stainless steel, so you never have to paint it, you never have to do any of that stuff, but... But it's got massive amounts of battery packs to go 500-mile range. Ooh, 500 miles. So uh, 
Matt Farah, who's a big car guy, was on the Rogan podcast. He was saying he estimated that truck would weigh like 6,500 pounds. I mean, my 2006 Duramax is like 7,200 pounds, and that's internal combustion. Like, it's yeah, it's just batteries, which is – that's crazy, absolutely crazy. My the, the favorite video I have is the guy picking up rocks and throwing them out the windows and the so-called so – called unbreakable windows just shattering by a kid who's probably never thrown anything hard in his life <laughs> yeah. just elon musk's face was just hysterical and he, he kind of chuckled it and then oh yeah pick that one up over there threw it out the back window smash like i don't think it was planned i really want to believe that it was just a big giant fail for yeah. him but he Who kind knows, of backtracked guy, it a little bit. Yeah, but. the guy's crazy enough to just maybe, maybe he did. Maybe it was all publicity. It's a lot of money to spend for that, though. Well, and Matt Farah was saying that uh, Tesla is a car company that's kind of run by, or it's run like a tech company. So their stock shares rise and fall with hype. Yep. So they put this out there. Some people were questioning whether or not it was real. I saw Elon's post that said, I did it for the memes. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering if it was real, but whether it is or it isn't, I mean, it boosted his stock. Oh, so, sure, um, I mean, the stainless the stainless steel panels is a pretty it's a pretty cool idea. I mean, longevity of the panel you don't have to worry about rust as much. Uh, it's a better idea than Ford's all aluminum, which, yeah, aluminum doesn't rust, but it oxidizes, and then there's nothing left to weld it to. <laughs> yeah, and it's not as strong either. No, absolutely not. I mean, you gotta double the thickness of material just to hit close to the strength of steel. I mean, it's not adding any more weight, but it's just, I don't know, it just seems like you're wasting money on trying to save a couple bucks, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I really, it's not going to get, I don't think they're going to last any longer than your traditional steel. Yeah, I mean, so I personally am intrigued by the Tesla. I hear a lot of people talking about how it's just silent, but it's got all the speed and acceleration of like arguably any of the other big sports cars out there. Yeah, all torque. So I'm interested, but at the same time, when it comes to a truck, I just, it's hard to argue against a traditional diesel. Yeah, not only that, I've got a 1989 GMC 2500 with a 454 that's probably running on maybe six cylinders, but when you start it up, you just get goosebumps because it sounds like a stock car getting ready. Whoop, 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 oh, whoop, yeah. Whoop, yeah. It's just great. Uh, the back, the three-foot uh, backfire flame that it shoots out right, <laughs> right in front of the uh, cab is pretty sweet as well. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing sounds or runs like gasoline or diesel to me. It's just a silent car. It's kind of it's boring. You fall asleep. So do you think it's real or not? I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe it's real just to see him fail, but I just don't think something like that would be feasible. Or I mean, the Tesla car took a while for it to actually gain popularity and go into mass production, and they've done fairly well. I see quite a few Teslas on the road. Yeah. But that all comes down to, like, so gasoline and diesel, they're so bad for the environment, they're terrible for global warming, but yet batteries are terrible to mine for mm -hmm. the disposal is it takes hundreds of years for them to actually break down we're, we're just developing more dump sites for toxic chemicals is what i think yeah the so what a lot of people don't like i think think about is the full life cycle of producing the batteries and building the teslas because yes the actual driving the Tesla down the road doesn't burn gas and put emissions into the atmosphere, but you still have to mine the lithium. Yep. You still have to build the batteries. You still have to assemble the trucks and all that's doing or all they're, they're doing that on assembly lines and things like that, that are running on electricity, which yep. is being powered by coal plants, Lots natural gas plants. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think it's probably a wash at, at the end of the day, but it's not necessarily a bad technology. It's just not as clean and carbon free as everybody as they, thinks. Yeah, as they like to make it sound, that's for sure. So, 
Okay, well, well, I guess we'll just find out yeah, about yeah. the Tesla I mean, truck. Would yeah. you buy one? No, absolutely not. Yeah. It doesn't even look like a truck. Like, I, I think it looks kind of dumb. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, aerodynamics, yes, you nailed it. Uh, I, I just nothing else. I've seen the inside of it. I've seen the pictures of it. It's. I'm not a futuristic-looking type of person. Like, I like classic curves. I like. I just like that nice feeling. You know, it's not so far out there that... Yeah. It just looks cheesy to me. I'm I'm intrigued by Tesla, but at the end of the day, and you know this because I'm a race car guy and you've got a diesel truck, the the rumble grumble oh, yeah. and the the feeling that you get from a stick shift and feeling the road on the pedal, yep. that's hard to really argue against and oh, beat. Absolutely. So. Yep. Um so another segment that we're we're looking to get into is Things that make you go, hmm. And this week, uh, one thing that makes me go, hmm, is the pyramids. Yeah. And how the fuck did they build them? (laughs) Because our, so people today, we generally think that we are the most advanced that humans have ever been. Yep. But there's been, we're in, they say we're in the sixth mass extinction, extinction. I can't say that word. There you go. We got it. Um, in history, and you know, there's been a bunch of buried civilizations and cities that have been discovered over the last ten years. That kind of leads us to believe that maybe there was some advanced civilizations way back in the day that died out from either a solar flare or a meteor impact or an aliens. ice age or aliens. Uh, so. We would sit here and go, well, geez, 5,000 years ago, they didn't have cranes. They didn't have motors. They didn't – how the heck did they get – I think it was like 2.1 – I haven't fact-checked this, but like million stones in the Great Pyramid, and each one of them weighed like a ton. Yep. How did they get them up that high? The only thing is that I – How did they get them there too? Because the stone isn't from where they were built. Right. They had to get the stone there. Yeah, they had to cut it all. In blocks. Mine it. And then, yeah. Get it there. Drag it. And from what I've seen is it's your simple, flat, something heavy on something round and right. dragging it. And that's what I've like seen. Like skids. Yeah, like they built ramps. I mean, it's all hearsay. Nobody knows 100%. I'm sure somebody says they do, but. Yeah. Build the ramp. Build it around just like you do in today's society. You build yep. the ramp. Ramps. Handicap ramps, for Christ's sakes. Those things have been around forever. <laughs> yeah. <Something> simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen some theories about how they would dig a trench and flood it off of like, uh, the Nile river runs through Egypt there. Yep. And so you would dig a trench, basically cut through the last part to flood the trench. And then you could float the blocks into the location. Ooh. And then from there, how did they get them up to the, you know, different levels of the pyramids? A lot of people do think that they used ramps yep. and some people think that they might've built it from the inside out. Oh Yeah which is interesting, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Uh, I've never done a lot of research on it, but I've always been baffled at how exactly they were able to build such a massive structure with such limited tools and knowledge. I mean, you think those roads, uh, I saw a meme on Facebook a little while ago, you know, a thousand years ago, engineers built roads to last to today. We got engineers that go to school for five, six years, and they build roads, and they don't even last a year. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Do you think that we are the uh, furthest advanced humans uh, that there's ever been, or do you think that there could have been far advanced civilizations before us, but they were basically extinct um, through some natural disaster, and all of their technology was lost, and then the following civilizations had to start over. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think, uh, I, I, I believe that people, the civilizations back then, were actually smarter than where we are now. If you were to take technology out of it, and take 20 people from today, and put them back 6,000 years ago, we'd be dumb. 
absolutely dumb because they had to always think on their feet. They had to always come up with a tool because they didn't have a tool. They couldn't go down to Ace Hardware and buy a hammer and some ratchet straps. Probably not. You know what I mean? They, I think they were smarter back then. They just didn't have the technology to be where we are today. That's what I think. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, no, it really is. It's, Either uh, way. There's a lot of people working for free. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, we had a little bit of a minor glitch there. A little whoopsie. A little whoopsie. But, uh, so pyramids, how the fuck did they do it? No fucking idea. Was there civilizations before us that were far superior? We don't know. I think so. Have you seen any of the uh, the latest like sonar uh, images from up above where they're able to send, I think, sonar down and they're finding buried like cities in the Amazon? Oh, really? In like Mesopotamia and places like that where it's underground, but you can legit see all the um, like outlines of the foundations and the buildings i mean they're primitive buildings but they're legit spanning cities um one of them is called it's in greece oh, shit i can't remember the name of it but anyway it's pretty cool we're starting to find that there's been cities out there and some of them look like they were purposely buried oh no doubt so why were they trying to hide something were they trying to preserve something uh, there's a guy named Graham Hancock that's been on the Joe Rogan podcast talking about the erosion on the Sphinx. Yep. And he thinks that that's all uh, from rainwater. And the last time that we know from, I don't know if it's carbon dating or records or whatever, but that there was a massive rainfall in that area of the world in Egypt um, was like 10 or 12,000 years ago. Yeah. So conventional knowledge was saying that the pyramids and the Sphinx were like 4,500 years old. But he's arguing that in order for this uh, erosion to make sense, that it could be much older than that. So we really don't know much about our history. We're just kind of guessing and spitballing. But But everything's been based off of carbon dating. And that's been their go-to to try to figure things out and i'm sure even with that i'm sure there's some bugs in there where they're just kind of like eh, it's close yeah i mean close within a few thousand years yeah <laughs> um gobekli tepe is the site in greece that i was thinking of oh, okay and it was like it looks like it was purposefully buried really so that's interesting yeah, or it could be in greek. turkey actually turkey greece they're all in the same area uh, but... fact checking yeah well look it up if you're interested yeah so, I'm really interested in, you know, was there an advanced civilization that was wiped out via a solar flare from the sun or some massive meteor impact and, like, almost everybody died? They think that, again, this is just thinking, but the population could have gotten down into, like, the few thousands of people in oh. the world. And then you know, got built back up, but we started over. We didn't know the knowledge that the people that died had. Right. And now here we are with cranes and planes, yep. trains, and automobiles. So, yep. Yeah, I think uh, technology is great now, but the more technology we build and discover and, and grow off of just makes people lazy. Like, I hate lazy people. I don't, I don't hate them. I just... And I don't work nearly as hard as my grandparents did or my parents did, but I mean, we work pretty darn hard for what we have. And uh. <laughs> well, you know, there's something to be said about how uh, life is so easy now that humans are as kind of soft and oh, yeah. vulnerable compared to nature as we've ever been. You know, some some people say that it's primal for humans to have to have some level of stress in their life in order to survive and perform. And now that life is so easy and we've got buildings and cities and we're protected from the wild, we really don't have any like predators that we have to be afraid of other than ourselves and other humans um, that, you know, maybe we're just getting soft. A bunch of softies. Yep. Fucking template, bud. 
But, <laughs> yeah, but I think, um, you know, a lot of people are starting to gravitate back towards the more simple nature, like homegrown style, you know, you see it with organic farming and getting away from factory farming and people yep. having chickens like you do or beehives. Yep. Everybody is kind of looking at, you know, their own vegetable gardens and yep. you're seeing a movement back towards kind of sustainable, organic yep. home homestead type of a life. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot more work. I mean, I, chickens are pretty easy. I mean, we've got 11 of them now. I think we started with like 17 in the spring in between a, a possible fox, raccoon, and some hawks. And we got 11 now, but in the wintertime, that's that's actually when we work the most is because you're constantly having to go out there and flip the litter over, get the eggs because they'll freeze and bust open, make sure they got water, make sure there's a heater in there working, yeah. shovel a path to get there. Another spring, thing to do. Absolutely. Spring and summer, it's like, yeah, I'll go out and check on them and couple days they should be good summertime uh, i don't even think we feed them maybe once a week yeah they're out there eating bugs and doing what doing the real reason why we have them eating ticks well yeah i was gonna say do you think it's worth it though the extra work absolutely because the uh, alicia brings eggs to work and the people that buy them there won't buy any won't buy eggs from anywhere else just because they're so much better like if you were to take an egg from the store and crack it next to one of ours the yolk is like a vibrant orange, healthy looking egg, and the store is like an off yellow uh-huh. color. And like I said, the, we can't we can't grow eggs fast enough to sell them for. They they constantly are just buying buying us out. Yeah. And my goal really is to get probably another twenty chickens next year, work a little better on keeping them around, and just start pumping eggs out and not necessarily selling them, but just giving the people the chance to spend maybe a dollar or two less. Than what they would in the store and give them health fresh you know healthy fresh eggs yeah and this goes back to what i was just saying about like people trending back towards a homesteading type of a lifestyle and if you go to the store and you buy the organic you know free range vegetarian fed eggs yeah they're four fifty <clears throat> you know pushing five bucks a dozen yep and I think most people would be perfectly fine spending three, four, five dollars a dozen to get something that's legitimately organic. Yeah, growing right know. in the backyard. Right. Yeah, I think we sell them for like three bucks a dozen, which is a. It's a steal. The people that buy them from us, so they say it's a steal all the time. And yeah. Like I said, we, for I think for the first like six months, we were getting double yolkers, <laughs> and like every probably every third or fourth egg that we crack was a double yoker. What does that mean? It just means you got two yolks in there. I'm not sure the philosophy or the science behind it, but I know it makes a better omelet to have two yolks than just one. Sure. What about the ticks? Uh, they. Have I, you noticed a reduction? I can't honestly say that yeah. I have because I think the tick problem that we have has just exploded mm-hmm. way beyond our actual control. I mean, ladybugs were technically designed to eat ticks. And you've seen all the ladybugs we have. Right. And you see all the ticks we have. Yeah. So something's not working. Yeah. But, I mean, they do help. Like, guinea hens are actually way better, but they're so fucking annoying. They're <laughs> giant. They're just like turkeys, but they squawk. Their their sound is like in a car a car alarm going off somewhere. They're really? Just, oh, yeah. My neighbors have complained about them before. Like, <laughs> I shot the last one we had a couple years, I think a year ago, two years ago. He was all by itself. He was picking on all the other chickens. Being a <laughs> being a douche. Oh, yeah, a real douche. So <laughs> took care of that problem. And uh, my neighbor actually commented. He's like, hey, uh, I haven't heard that guinea hen in a while. Why would you do this? So I shot it. <laughs> he goes, well, you didn't have to do that. I was like, well, you were complaining about it. I was tired of hearing about it, so I just shot it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, his wife wasn't a big fan of that. but Take care of the problem. Yep, she got, she got over it real quick when she didn't have to keep hearing it every morning. You're right. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's why we got land. That's why we bought land was to do, fend for ourselves. I mean, I'm not going to go out there and start butchering cows. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not going to kill a chicken to eat it. I don't hunt because I don't want to kill an animal because I don't need to. Like, I I don't hunt because I don't want to shoot something for just to shoot it. Like, I'm not. Uh, Would you shoot it, though, if you, like, harvested the entire animal and made sure that it wasn't a waste? Like, you got all the meat off of it. The animal's life wasn't wasted because it went to good use i guess maybe but it had to be one one animal and that's caribou because 
I'm pretty sure I'd eat the asshole of a caribou. Oh, it's yeah. So goddamn good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> caribou meat's de- absolutely delicious. Uh, venison, don't care for it. Moose, really? don't care for it. Bear, hmm. don't care for it. Just, uh, they've all got that real gamey taste. and I love venison. <sighs> Maybe it's just the way I've had it prepared. And but... that could be, and I've had it a bunch of ways. I, I'm just a bitch when it comes to it. I just, I don't, it's like spicy food. I don't like spicy food really? either. Really? Oh, okay. I it. Can't take it. Yep. Can't take the heat. Yep. Well, um, it's, are you, you've talked about in the past doing like bison or whatever. Is that? Yeah, bison would be cool. A big undertaking, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Bison are just—they're—they have a huge impact on the ground and everything around it. Now, bison will strategically eat in zones. They'll start in one area, decimate it, move on to the next. They area. do this on their own. Oh yeah, decimate it, move on to the next part, decimate, hmm. and they. They just trample the entire earth into obliteration. <laughs> yeah. Cows, on the other hand, do the same thing, but it takes longer because they spread out and eat wherever they feel like. Yeah. Bison are also very hard to contain. Yeah. A, a full-grown bison, I think they weigh up to I think up to 2,000 pounds, can jump six feet straight up into the air. Jesus. It's like your fences have to be eight, nine feet tall. Like They've got to be a friggin' like penitentiary. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, you literally have to build... Uh, Donald Trump's wall around the property <laughs> just to keep a bison in. Uh, yeah, it's all long-term plan, but yeah, I mean, really, I I wouldn't mind doing that. Problem is, if you're gonna do that, you need to get like six other people in on it with you. Cause right. Bringing that fucker to the market is gonna take all of your money. Right. Yeah. Well, that I mean, going back to the, you know, not wanting to kill an animal and all that stuff. I think the big argument for hunting I probably wouldn't shoot it. Well, I think the big argument for hunters is that. The alternative is going to the supermarket and buying yeah. meat that's been factory farmed. The animals like lived in shitty conditions most of the time, yep. and these wild animals are like athletes because yeah, they're out there, true. they're they're out running wolves and they're predators and they're about as fit as they possibly can be. Versus you know these animals that are in this caged pen somewhere and they're just there's no predators. They're just yep. sitting around getting fat and lazy. And I don't know the science behind it, but it would make sense that if you ate an athlete's meat out in the wild yeah. versus like a cow that's just stacked on top of a bunch of other cows sitting around, I don't know, maybe there's some better nutrition in there. I'm interested in hunting someday, but I've been saying this for years yeah. and I've never done it. <laughs> so. uh, speaking about hunting animals, uh, I don't know if you saw this video about this animal protection group that broke into a, uh, I think it was a chicken slaughterhouse. <laughs> they... <laughs> there's like 10 of them 10 15 of them jumped over the fence walked down into the production area where they take the chickens and hang them on hooks and then bring them through and they do whatever after that you slit the throat cut the head pluck the are feathers. they alive when they hang them yes oh, that's gross so they managed to somehow stop this conveyor system which this conveyor system is a chain that goes around a bunch of pulleys and all it has are meat hooks hanging <laughs> from it these idiots took, you know, the U-shaped bicycle locks? Yes. Put them around the chains of these hangers and then chained their heads inside of these bike locks. Like, when I saw them doing it, I was like, okay, this is, this is just, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And then the breaker somehow switched back on. Oh, no. And instantly they went from ha, ha, ha to absolute panic. And these idiots took keys and just put them all into a random box with a number on them. So they're asking these people who are now fearing for their lives, what number did you have? Do you remember what color the key was? And they're just frantically screaming. I got a huge kick out of it. <laughs> nobody was hurt. Nobody right. got whatever. But it just kind of made me feel good. To like, it's a little bit of karma for you, dummy. Like, this is... You may think it's inhumane, but there are millions of people who rely on this sort of farming in order to get to feed the population. Well, that's the big problem is that our population's gotten so big. We're like seven and a half billion people on this earth. And there's only so much like, well, first of all, the earth is what, 70% ocean? Yep. So there's only 30% land. And then out of that land, I mean, you've got the Rocky Mountains, the Himalayas. (laughs) Like there's a lot of it that is covered... The, the friggin Sahara Desert, which yep. is like larger than the United States, you just can't grow shit. Yep. So whatever's left, you're kind of forced into this factory farming style just to feed people. Yep. And I don't really see the population getting any smaller. No. It's exploding at a, a, 
a really I saw an image once this was like five years ago but it was basically using satellite images of the earth looking down on it at night and it was showing the lights of the cities oh yeah and they had like um this fast forwarded kind of time lapse over a bunch of different years and images from satellites and it's showing basically this growth of lights across the country or across the world and kind of comparing the human growth to like a parasite on the earth and it's i mean frightening well, they're saying we're seven and a half billion, and by 2050 we could be 10 billion, and by like 2100 we could be 15, 20 billion. It's just not sustainable. No. So what do you do? Shipping to Mars. <laughs> well, Elon's working on that, <laughs> right alongside the truck. Yeah, God, I hope his windshield holds up. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it really is kind of a real problem. No, it absolutely. I mean, what what do you do? Well, China doesn't China have the uh, you can only have one, one kid one kid per house. China's a fucked up place. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it is absolutely. I'm not saying I agree with anything that's going on, but that's probably where we're headed. Like, it, there's yeah, at some point, if we keep procreating like this at this this rate, someone's gonna be like, yo. We don't really need any more, right. any more kids or start finding us for every kid that we have. Yeah. I mean, like I said, That's China is a fucked up off. place. And uh, but and I don't really like the idea of big government telling people what to do. Oh, but I think not. it should just be sort of a grassroots understanding yeah. that we uh, we can't support all these people. So maybe we should just have one or, you know, none. Yep. If your friends don't want to have kids, high five them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got two, and you've got one, and we both love them, but, uh, you know, I don't see the need for any more. No. (laughs) We might, uh, we might go for two. We haven't fully discussed it yet, but it's not, it's not out of there, but definitely no more. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's responsible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just looking out for the country, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just looking out for mankind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, let's, um... Let's get into the next topic here in just a second. Where is my cursor? All right, so hold on. Where the fuck are you? Okay, so we just got done talking about how we're being responsible human beings by trying to limit population growth. There's something else that we're doing that uh, we are trying to be responsible adults and find a little bit of health and uh, do the right thing. So what are we doing this month? Uh, what do we call it? Somewhat sober uh, December? Yeah. Yeah. It's good mostly sober it. December. Yeah, mostly sober. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we're both at a point in our lives where things are going really good. Uh, but I also think that we've picked up more stress just from the outside, everyday life. And I think we lean yeah yeah i think we we rely on other things to kind of help us deal with that stress and i drink way too much red bull way too much soda like i need to stop i need to stop like i think yeah we we talked about this i think we just need to take a break from like everything and just see how our bodies react and like i sleep terribly at night if i don't smoke I don't sleep very well at all. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it's just, it it shouldn't have to rely off that. The body's natural melatonin should kick in and be like, okay, it's time to go to sleep now, not 11.30. And I'm like, oh, man, I should probably smoke another doobie just Just, just in case. Just to quiet down the brain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the big thing, and you hit on it, is so we both are parents. We have kids. uh, We both have, you know, pretty good jobs that if we lost them, we'd be in kind of a financial problem um so that's important and you want to do do a good job and keep it and maybe be promoted but we've gotten to the point where you know we're we're married we've got to keep our spouse happy and you know we've got homes we've got to keep the the heat in the home and provide for our kids and our family and all that stuff so there's a lot of stress and i'm sure it's the same with you but for me with my job i i kind of have to support hundreds of people in what they want. And right. so my mind is constantly just spinning and making sure I didn't forget something, yep. whether it be for my customers at work, whether it be for my wife, my kids, uh, what didn't I do? And so 
on top of the fact that I just have always been somebody that stayed up late at night, it's just kind of my grandmother, God bless her. She's in her eighties. When we go down to Florida to visit her, she's the same way. Yeah. I mean, purely sober, just up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I got her jeans. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, then you throw all the stress in there. It's really hard for me to quiet my brain down. And so I also am a, you know, I like, I like beer. Yep. Tastes good. Yeah, absolutely. But when you're stressed out and your brain's going a mile a minute, you know, a few too many beers uh, can can happen. Yep. And, you know, for you with smoking, um, you know, you do the same thing. And so what we basically said is we don't necessarily feel like we have problems. Right. No. But, you know, you let it go unchecked. Yep. We're in our 30s. Maybe you could get down absolutely. a bad path. Yep. So how do you test yourself? We were challenging ourselves. And so originally it was like, let's go sober in December, Um, which is a great idea. But But then we thought about family, holidays, crazy people on holidays. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, I don't remember the last time pre like 17 years old where I really went a long stretch of just being completely sober, which means we should be doing this (laughs) but i think we also need to be realistic because if you set the bar too high right off the bat you're kind of setting yourself up for failure i agree so one thing that we said was the whole point of this deal is we should build momentum going into the new year yep and so i don't think that we need to go completely sober but i think that we should severely limit what we're doing i mean definitely like during the week sober yeah there's no need you know nights after work no need to do that um but what we've also kind of both identified is there's certain things especially in december with the holidays and everything where we don't really have problems i don't think either one of us and so why should we handcuff ourselves from enjoying certain circumstances activities yep so um you know then the next thing comes in we were being accountable with each other. Yep. So checking in daily. Yep. Um, so what are the allowances? And that's what we got to hash out. Yeah, we got to hash that out. So I know you've got a family Christmas next weekend. Yeah. Yep. Or I've two got, weekends. But. I've got uh, it's December. I got stuff going on every single weekend. Yeah. Every weekend. And they don't all have to include alcohol no, or, absolutely or not. smoking. But yeah, and that's what we're saying. We don't we need to go back to being able to enjoy everything that's going on around us without having to, I wouldn't, I don't want to say use alcohol or weed as a crutch, but help us cope with. Well, what happens is we associate. Right. So we go, Oh, we're, uh, we're going to go to a party. That means we should get wasted. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not teenagers anymore. We don't need to associate, you know, if you, maybe you go to a party and you don't drink this time. Oh, you want a beer? No, no, I'm going to go sober this one. Yep. I'm just going to just break the association. Right. But, you know, there's events. Like, I'm going to come out and say it. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to the Patriots game yep. with Jenna. Yep. Uh, it's Jenna's first game. Yes, Kansas, got yeah. Kansas City, you know, big game. I would like to have a couple beers. And probably that's going to be it because they're like 12 bucks a piece. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think that that should be okay. Now, then you get into the week. Okay, we don't really need to drink or smoke during the week. Yep. Um, next weekend, there's a Christmas party. Yep, same. So do do we say, oh, well, all right, it's the weekend. You went all week. Um, yeah, you can have a few beers. Yep. Um, I don't really care about drinking on Christmas. You know, that's yeah, fine, whatever. Yep. It's kind of fun to enjoy all that sober yeah, anyway. Yeah, a lot going around. So... You know, the next one is December 31st, New Year's Eve. Traditionally, people get together. Right. Champagne, whatever. So we've got to hash out what's okay. And one thought that I had was uh, the my doctor always rec- reminds me of this when I go in for my annual physical, but the recommended maximum drinks per week is 14, which actually seems kind of high. But, it does seem kind of high. But that's what he tells me every year. So two drinks a day. On average. Yep. So, you know, I'm not saying that we should go there. I think we should challenge ourselves a little bit. Yeah. 
but you know maybe there's one day a week can be whatever day you want yep. based on what you've got going on yep um yeah it's okay yeah i mean um, uh, i think we, as long as you and i hold each other accountable i mean we're not uh, uh i invite anyone to absolutely to partake in this i mean it's there's nothing we're not winning anything there's no prize it's i think the prize is realizing that you function more you function better and your mind is a lot clearer when you're not drinking or smoking or whatever yeah that's the prize it's yeah absolutely yeah, it's right. a progression towards health yep yeah and i think we're both in our 30s and it's pretty much at this point in time where our lives, our, our health can either go up or down. <laughs> yeah. And, and we don't recover as quickly as we did. Yeah, absolutely not. We you sound know, old saying that, but yeah, I mean, it's I mean, true. 33, I'll be 34. And I've, uh, I think like 28, 29 was like a big punch in the nuts for me because I got hurt and it took me months to recover back to what I, like, and it was a simple fall. I literally fell backwards, landed on my elbow, my elbow swelled up. And then for three weeks, it, I couldn't even, I couldn't use it. I couldn't set it down on an armrest. I couldn't do nothing yeah. with it. And the entire time I'm going, what the fuck? I'm not even 30 yet. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I mean, minus my hair leaving at 18. I mean, <laughs> you know, it happens. I'm over that now. Yeah. But uh, I think this would be a good thing for our health. And with good health comes good things. Like, I think family, family time would get more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You'd be more involved with everything going on around and just be more aware because right now i'm aware of what's going on but the the amount i smoke kind of fogs it's a, a sedative out. yeah absolutely. you know because you don't want to deal with the shit that's on your mind yep or the stresses of life right and what the day brought you just like smoke it away or drink it's it away like smoking a cigarette people get stressed out we do smoke a cigarette i am guilty I have habits. I wake up in the morning, smoke a cigarette. Get in my vehicle, smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Eat something, smoke a cigarette. Like it just goes hand in. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight that battle, in steps. Because I'm not gonna just go. Yeah, I'm gonna go sober with everything. everything yeah, right. My wife's probably gonna leave me because I've just been <laughs> a raging dick. Yeah. Wait, you have a raging dick? No, 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 no. Oh. I, might, I said I might be a raging dick in certain circumstances. In, yes, right. Uh, no. I, I 100% agree. I've seen this with my older brother, Timmy, and just a bunch of other people. When you've got a bunch of vices, no matter how, like what the amplitude is, like no matter how bad each one is, but let's just say you've got three or four things. Maybe it's drinking, maybe it's smoking pot, maybe it's smoking cigarettes, maybe it's whatever. Um, and you know, maybe one of them's rare, the other one's more frequent. Regardless, you kind of need to take one thing at a time. Yep. And so you go, what's the biggest gain? For me, yep. you know, what's, what can I gain the most from? And I'm going to do this first. I'm going to let the other ones ride. And then when I get some traction on the big one and I start getting some self-confidence and I realize, man, I feel way better when I don't yep. do that as often. Now you kind of develop habits where that is less of a trigger yep. and you can start going after the other ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the whole point with this whole mostly sober December yeah. is we don't have to kill ourselves here, but we should challenge ourselves a little bit you know give ourselves a break once in a while but build momentum going into january yeah and then maybe january we look at this again and we say well okay that was pretty good like there's 31 days in december and we drank on seven of them or six of them or whatever it is i'm happy with that and i'll do it again for january or i want to get down to five this month yeah. Or, you know, I'm happy with I only drank on five days in December, and I think that that's a pretty solid, okay thing to do. Yep. So now I'm going to go after vice number two. Yep, absolutely. Like you, you said, know. get some traction on one, you feel like you got a handle on it, then start going after another one. So, um, you know, I've talked to you about this a little bit, and Jenna knows about it and all that. Um, but I, the, earlier this year, I started a program, I invested a lot of money into it to yep. try to become a better person and it's called realm.men okay. and the whole idea behind it is uh, men are and this is not men versus women women are too but we're just focusing on men right now because because we're guys because we're guys and that's what we know yeah. i can't speak for women absolutely not don't even try <laughs> but but men are under a bunch of stress these days and uh we're trying to do the right thing but most of the time we don't have the tools at our 
uh, disposal to handle some of this stress. I mean, life is as fast paced right now, I think, as it's ever been. Oh, absolutely. So what do we do is we lean towards these drinking beers or smoking pod or mostly, um, I guess what it's about is feeling and handling emotion. Yep. You know, for, from when we're kids, as boys, we're told, suck it up, buttercup, oh, yeah. you know, like brush off the knees and get back out there. Yep. Don't cry. Like, Rub some dirt in it, you'll be Yeah, fine. don't, and you know, to some extent, there's, you know, we don't want sissies. Yeah. But <laughs> we also need to be able to understand when we're feeling certain emotions and be able to communicate it, especially when you have a wife and a partner. Yep. So... One of the big things, you know, just breeze over most of it, but like you start out with the foundation. Where are you at right now? You ask yourself a bunch of questions and you have to be honest with yourself. Where am I? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? What are some of the obstacles? And the way they kind of visualize this is like a tide going out of the bay. Yep. And then all of a sudden, some of the rocks that were under the water level are starting to be exposed. And these are your problems that you have to address. And so you go through all this stuff and you get tools called the stack and things like that, that we can go over later. The big part of all that is we tell ourselves stories. So, you know, Jenna, I know she's going to listen to this, but, uh, one of the things that I think married couples do a lot is you don't communicate as much as you should. Yep. And you start telling yourself stories that probably aren't true. Like, Oh, she doesn't support me in this or, you know, she doesn't understand me here or whatever. And a lot of times, maybe she doesn't, but it's because you don't talk to her. Right. Or so you have to start questioning these stories. Yep. What are the evidence that these are true? And then you flip it around. What are the what's the opposite version? Well, she does trust me. She does support me. What are the evidence that that's true? Right. And a lot of times you find that the stories you're telling yourself are there's a, a trigger. Something happens. Yep. Then you tell yourself a story. And then, you know, you have a reaction out of that. Right. You yell, you scream, you get mad, you punch a wall. But really, if you go back and you you look at the story that you're telling yourself and you tell you find out that it's really not true, you can kind of back. I know this is confusing, but you can kind of back out and say, I need to respond to this trigger differently. Yep. So anyway, you know, it progresses along and we get to the core four, the core four areas of your life, body, being, balance, and business. So body is your fuel and your fitness yep now that's one area where this mostly sober december fits in but it's uh i have been terrible about this i don't work out hardly at all uh and i eat kind of like shit i'm on the road all the time same drink probably too many beers you know they're fun i enjoy them (laughs) but it can't be good for your health long term right So they say, you know, a green smoothie every day. Eh, maybe that sounds a little weird, but throw some ice in there, some spinach, some milk, you know, uh, what? Gross. No, it's actually not bad. Protein powder. I've been doing it lately. It, I like it. I like it. So anyway, it's just putting, you know, somebody had mentioned this one time and I thought that it made a lot of sense and it's like. If you take your vehicle to the gas pump and you put in super premium gas, right. car is going to run better yep. than if you run it on, you know, 87 bottom of the barrel gas with, you know, 15% ethanol. All the time. Right. Yeah. And it's the same way with your body. I mean, if you put shit in your body and you just eat fried foods and goldfish and soda all the time, you drink a shit ton of beer, like you're not going to perform at the same level that you right. would if you ate, you know, your recommended amount of veggies and you cut the beer out a little bit and drink more water yeah so that's the whole point of this program is to kind of expose people to say you know be honest with yourself right are you doing as good as you could right probably not probably not and uh the fitness part's the hardest thing for me because oh absolutely i mean you and i both work everybody works i mean we work long hours uh since june 6th i've been on the road between holton and callis and the last thing i want to do after working a 10 12 hour day is go to my hotel room and go to the fitness room yeah uh, yeah well, they don't have fitness centers in holton mccall okay <laughs> that's way too fancy yeah yeah it's, it's finding time making time mm-hmm. like uh, you were telling me that um with that realm that they you have to you schedule yourself 
your you time. Me yes. Time. Yes. Which is hard to is, do. It absolutely is. My dad's actually been, that's something that he's tried to instill in me as well as leaving yourself notes because our, our memory is just terrible. But yeah. uh, making time for yourself actually helps a lot of situations because you can reflect on what happened the, the previous week, mm-hmm. how to avoid maybe bad things coming up the following week and yeah just giving yourself where did time i go s- wrong where yeah, can sort i improve your own shit out yeah without anything else going on around you i think that's really important i think it's a a, a good move yeah and it's hard to do this time of year because you know everything's frozen the roads are icy and all that stuff but one thing i was doing when i was going through this program on a daily basis was i developed this thing i called the daily mile yep so I can even in kind of poor shape, I can run a mile in less than 10 minutes. That's not that hard to do. I'll run from my house up the road a half a mile. And I've got like, you know, a Fitbit or my phone or whatever. And then I just turn around and run back. Yep. And 10 minutes, you're done. Right. You got a mile in. That's it. It's not that hard. 10 minutes. It's not that hard. Yeah, absolutely. And after a while, it becomes easier and easier. And if you've got apps like Strava, you can start to see improvement, which kind of, you know, the other thing too is when you do that, even just one mile, you come back, all that noise in your brain and all yeah. that bullshit is like, yeah. fuck it. When I was it doesn't school, matter. Whenever I had a bad day, and my dad can test this, whenever I had a bad day or a bad night, I'd go for a run. Yeah. Anytime I was Even if it's just rain, a mile. Yep, didn't matter. I would go down to, uh, I'd run down to Coal Farms and then run back. Or, Christ, I ran to uh, Leanne Waterman's house, which is over on Dunton Hill Road. Wow. Which, yeah, from the center That's of That's a few rain. miles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just got pissed off with my old man. Just pretty much Forrest Gumped it. Decided to run. Didn't care where I went. Yeah. Luckily, uh, Leanne was on her way home when she saw me because I rolled my ankle and was hobbling along the <laughs> side of the road. But either way, yeah, I think uh, like you said, ten minutes. We just take ten minutes. It's not that much. Some push-ups, some sit-ups, and yeah, anything to keep just get your a little body sweat moving. going. Yeah. Yeah, it helps sort your mind out for sure. Yeah, when you're done, you're just like, okay, all that stuff that was bothering me doesn't matter. Yeah, and you just the next don't care. day, you the let next it go. morning, you might be sore, but you actually feel, yeah. I've always felt like my mind has felt better the next day. Yeah, and then and then you don't have to drink the beer or smoke the, the pot to kind of drown it because right. you just sort of exhausted it yeah, with your absolutely. sweat, you know? Yeah, yeah you're almost getting a, a natural high from all your endorphins firing the way they should be. Right. Right. And then, I mean, we can touch on the other three areas on another podcast or whatever, but the the being is, um, they call it meditation and memoirs. So I'm not very good at meditating, but I think you could kind of substitute that for just reflection. Yep. Let's just say you go for your run and then you come back and you sit down and you're catching your breath. Well, when I run, things come into my head yep. and you kind of sort them out. So that could be like a reflection. You're supposed to write it down. You can. If you don't, it doesn't matter. As long as you're doing the reflection and going, man, I blew up at uh, that guy at work today. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. And as long as you course correct a little bit, yeah, you're making improvements. Um, then balance is kind of like you know, making time for your wife and your kids, yep. making sure you tell them how much you love them. And um, that all goes a long way. And having a successful marriage and and family and then lastly is business you know what do you want out of your your business out of your life your bank account yep and then go learn things to help get you there absolutely so it's really a cool program um and i think we'll get into more of it as we go but this whole mostly sober december is really a step in the right uh, direction for the body portion the first part so um, it's gonna be fun yeah so, yeah, so i mean so, did we hash it out what do yeah, we, we what are the rules talking. yeah uh i would say we don't need to drink during the week yeah uh we don't need to smoke during the week yep uh, that's I the big say, thing absolutely i mean five out of seven days yeah and if you want to do it on the weekend i think that that's something that we should pursue just to challenge ourselves a little bit yep but man if you like if you're going to the patriots game like, yeah, I mean, I would know, say certain situations. If like, you got a Christmas party and you want to have a couple cocktails right. with your family. like, But that's just it. Keep it to a couple. Yes. Like, I think in order to stay on track of that healthy track, making sure that we don't lose sight Definitely of that. during the week, no, though. Right, yeah. yeah There's that, no need for that. That's kind of the thing. If we're working, you shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to drink, shouldn't have to smoke. Just spend time with your family. And right. And then... 
you know, that's how you wind down at night. So and that doesn't mean go have 10 beers at the Christmas party. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Don't, don't do well all week long and then try to make up for those past five days in one or two days. It's... Because you're just taking away every all the work that you all just the progress tried to you do. made, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the whole idea behind this is to kind of break habits and develop new ones. Yeah, you know. Yep. So if in the past you'd have ten beers at that party, you know, let's see if you can get away with doing just three. Yeah. You know, um, we went out last night. Uh, it was parents' night out with me and Jenna, and then my brother and, and his fiance, and my other brother, and uh, Cody who is um, my Uncle Frank's wife's son. So I don't... Would it be like a... Cousin? Cousin, sort yeah. of. Yeah. So, um, you know, I alternated beer, water. Yep. And that slows down the number of beers that you buy, Absolutely. saves on the bank account a little bit, yeah. and, you know, you're not driving home. You know, you've, you've drank the water, too. Yeah. So that's a good uh, strategy that I'm employing here going forward. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we kind of yeah, hammered no. that one out, yeah, right? Yeah, and like I said, uh, keep checking in on each other. That's what we've – Yeah. That's our goal, check in every day. How did you do today? You know, like uh, me not smoking, like when I'm working in Calus, I'm, I'm working on a job right now that's almost a month past its deadline. I've been nothing but stressed out the entire time I've been up there because it's – I've been in this industry for almost two years and installing security systems I would have never thought could be this challenging. The the voltage side, the install side, that's easy, easy stuff. I can install something to make it look good, but the dealing with the customer and their constant wants and their constant changes and then working with the GC who lives in Virginia and right. they only come up twice, twice in the... Uh, yeah, I think three times uh, since June that I've been working on these two sites. And they probably hear things through the grapevine, which isn't well, and true. That's, and that's just it. They hear stuff, they get complaints, and then it comes downhill, and then my boss jumps out my throat. And you're or like, somebody well, else. actually, that's not what happens. Exactly. And yeah. then when you're, we're going off on a tangent here, but when, you, when you're working on the site and your project manager calls you and goes, hey, man, what the hell's going on? I just got a phone call from this person saying that you're doing this. And you go, well, maybe you should have asked me first before you automatically assume what they were telling you was correct. Right. Because I've had numerous occasions where I'm doing exactly what the customer wants, but not how they want me to do it. Right. And if you can create, if you can get to the same finish line. And it's your career, your job. Yeah, it's absolutely. Not, they, they don't do this exactly. every day. Exactly, and that's right. just it. They don't do this every day. Like, we're, I could go on and on about how this is not how it should be done. But Sure. Like, I'm supposed to just install and walk away. I've been programming, troubleshooting, coming mm -hmm. up with ideas. like Above and beyond. I, I love yeah. doing that because it looks good for me and the company that I work for. At the same time, it takes so much longer to do shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, <sighs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I've noticed, too, uh, if any of my customers or friends out there are hearing <laughs> this, don't take this the wrong way, but when you offer free service or go above and beyond all the time it becomes expected yeah and i've had to on certain occasions check in with a customer and say listen you know you're getting mad at me about you know the fact that i didn't overnight this free part and let's just back up and pump the brakes here a little bit like i've been giving you free stuff yeah because i appreciate all the business that we're doing yep. i'm sorry that it's not going to be there tomorrow it's going to be there the next day right and it's free but it's free. Like, you know, let's just, let's remember yeah. the terms here and what I'm doing for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not perfect, but, yep. you know, let's not get carried away when you start to give the free advice and the free oh, absolutely. above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've pretty much covered most of our notes here, but is there anything else that you wanted to... I'd like to the, bring up the uh, one one thing that's happened in your life that's okay. changed the course of your life um I, you know me i've i've had quite an eventful life as as have you oh yeah um, we've lived it there is and we are uh, living it <laughs> one instance which most people know that i was in the navy most people know i was a rescue swimmer a lot of people don't know what actually happened and why i'm no longer in the navy okay and i have no problem sharing it so pass all my schooling was getting ready to do another school, 
found cocaine, mm. which was readily available everywhere, and everybody was doing it in there. And I think a lot of people think that drugs happen in the service, but I don't think they understand how much it actually happens in yeah. the service. Like, there, it is an issue, it, just as much as it is in the real world. It's a big issue in in the military, and I just happened to get caught, get in trouble. I fest, you know, I I faced everything that happened, but. I always go back and look at that situation where had that not happened, had I not made that decision, I'd still, I'd probably still be in, but I don't think I'd be where I am today. And I really like where I'm at today. Like, yeah. I've got my house. I've got that truck I've always wanted. I've got land that I've always wanted. I Your got... wife is pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. She, uh, my wife is the shit. She's kept you in line when you were the most wild oh, that you've absolutely. ever been. Yes. Yeah, like she's that stood face by me. of your life there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She, and there's things that she knows and things that she doesn't know, but we've both decided that it's just best to – it's in the past. It's not going to happen again. But right. she, her and – my side of the family and her side of the family really stood by me and allowed me to kind of mature a little later than most people. But you and me both. Yeah, they stood by me. And honestly, I, I really don't think that I'd be the same genuine person that I think that I am today had that not happened. Because I think that I, I was a rescue server. I was a bad motherfucker. Like, Where would you have gone, you know, like, anywhere. would you be out in the Middle East, you know, fighting wars, and then what could have happened? Exactly, and... you never know, you never know, but I'm glad that it did happen, because literally everything that I have today is stuff that I had always wanted when I was a kid, like, growing up as a kid, I lived in apartments my entire life, either mm -hmm. an apartment or in a trailer, like, never really had my own house until high school when we moved in with my dad's wife, Liz, Yeah. and... I was in the center of gray, so that was pretty city for, I mean, I say city, but. For around was, here. Yeah, it was close quarters. You know, it was uh, the first house we really lived in. And I strived after that to like, that's what I'm going to have. And I've got it. And yeah. had I stayed in and not gotten in trouble, I don't think I would have it today. You know, I, who, who's to say where I'd be today? I could be dead. You said I could be fighting somewhere overseas and not be here having this podcast with you Yeah, today. yeah. Well, I mean. So, we kind of hit it off in high school right off the bat, and we've been best friends ever since. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you went out to Pensacola, and you were doing this training, and um, we, I mean, you were up in Michigan for a while. There was a number of years there where we just lived in different states. We were doing different things. But, you know, you did end up coming back, and here yep. we are on this podcast, Absolutely. which is awesome. Um, I'm, I was trying to think about my one thing. And it's tough because there's a bunch of little things that I can point towards, but I can't, I'm having a hard time coming up with the one. But I guess if I'm just being honest with everybody, the one thing that sticks out to me that I think is like one of those moments in life that I'll never forget, and it was a turning point for whatever reason, is uh, when I backed my legend car into the wall at Wiscasset. Oh, yeah. Dude, that that fucked me up like yep. and it's still to this day my back's a mess um i'm kind of always in pain and i really like psychologically was messed up for a while there i went through about a year of concussion um like support and and all that stuff and i probably quit it too early because i was like oh, i'm fine i'm yeah. fine but i i tell like you and jenna and some my close friends like i feel like someone opened up the top of my head reached in there and if you use the analogy of like a wiring harness in a car yeah. like reached up under the dash and just ripped and tugged and fucking moved it all around and then put it back and walked away yeah like there's still <laughs> but i mean i'm f i'm fine you know we're getting through life but that was one thing that if i were to like look back on my life and go what's like one significant moment and that was it because i remember hitting the wall i got clipped it all happened so fast but I got lifted up in the air, turned around backwards, hit the wall in the air, dropped to the ground. And when I made impact, I've been in a lot of wrecks. I've hit the wall at the backstretch at Oxford. I've been hit head on. I've rolled two and a half times off turn three in a truck. I mean, I've been in some bad wrecks. But they were always like, um, you know, you just kind of keep going. Like it didn't even bother me. Yep. 
This one, it felt like someone took an eight-pound sledgehammer to the middle of my back, and mm. I still feel it today. Yikes. And um, I think it, I don't think it knocked me out, but I remember when I hit, I was just like, boom. And I sat there, just sort of dazed for a minute. And then next thing I know, my dad's on the racetrack, like, coming up to me. Yeah. He said he thought I was dead. Yeah. I mean, it was just the sound and then the silence after. Now, how did that change me? I mean, I don't race as much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's good. <laughs> Um, I kind of, you know, the whole, it's never going to happen to me faded off, yep. you know, like it, okay, it can. Yep. So maybe it's changed my perspective a little bit, but, um, most of the decisions that I've made though, I've, to your point with yours, I mean, I don't really regret. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, like I, I like where I'm at and I know that had I done things differently, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at. No. So. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same exact way. There's nothing... Obviously, there's, you know, people like, oh, if you go back, and my dad asked me all the time, oh, if you go back to high school, would you change anything? No. 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 I, I think mean, I played those cards pretty good. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I was a bit lazy. I didn't quite graduate on time. I did graduate. Yeah. But uh, I kind of did things the way I wanted to do them. Yeah. And, uh, it was and it all worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we partied pretty hard, but yep. like... You know, we we got our shit done for the most part. My you know? favorite, my one of my favorite memories of high school is doesn't even have anything to do with us partying. It was, uh, I th- believe, it was Miss Light uh, pulled Alicia aside and asked her if I was making her do drugs <laughs> because Alicia had, she was going through some depression. She lost a little bit of weight. She was, uh, I think, her go-to was a cookie and a cran apple juice in the morning or for lunchtime, and but everybody thought that i was corrupting just corrupting horribly the class president is dating like the class fuck up and it's like yeah like yeah okay i was just more my give a fuck started dissipating like my sophomore year well, she saw something in you obviously so you yeah. couldn't have been too much of a fuck up yeah that's kind of what i thought you too, know like but, you she know? if you were a complete fuck up she wouldn't have been interested well that and her mom would have probably just either killed me or ran me out of town either one yeah i've got kind of a similar i mean jenna was working double shifts in high school and i was skipping class yeah you know like we (laughs) both of our situations we we couldn't have been really more opposite but we both are i think pretty genuine kind-hearted people and we're real we're not fake yep and i think that that is attractive i hope um and i think that in both cases you know she probably put you in line a little bit just like jenna did with me kind oh, of for sure. pulled back on the rain a little yep. bit when we were getting a little too crazy but at the same time we showed them i think Absolutely. how to kind of let loose a little bit yeah. and you know yeah i think uh, turn the give a fuck up a little you know, bit what is that the uh, opposites attract i mean in some cases it's not true but i think in a lot of cases it is because you both bring something to the table that the other person doesn't have right which is interesting yeah absolutely yeah and like you were saying, you know, uh, a healthy relationship is about communicating. I mean, that's really 100%. where it starts. Yeah. All right there. If you can't communicate with something, just bottle it up. You expect a volcano of shit. Eventually. To down. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to be epic. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, when, when we fought it, most of the time it's because I didn't communicate and then Jenna found out the way she didn't want to. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to fix. Yeah, no, uh, like... We all got stuff. This isn't one of those podcasts, but we all got stuff to, to work on. Every single one of us. It's uh, if you deny that you don't have anything to work on. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking good. that you're perfect, you're not. You're a fucking liar. That's right. So, uh, fuck. That's probably a good way to end, huh? Yeah. Fuck it. If you think you're perfect, you're fucking not. Yeah, you're a fucking dummy. Yeah. So work on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, this has been episode four with co-host Dave Vashon and I think that we had a little bit more structure and we're gonna be more structured Christmas is coming up so Santa Claus I want podcast equipment and software Mm. and uh yeah we're gonna keep getting better and I hope you guys keep listening we're at 176 listens coming into this and uh, I'm hoping that we can get up over 200 pretty soon and start going after some sponsors I think that'd be good uh I think that'd be pretty sweet and get some sponsors and uh, then we can actually have some commercials in here because you know how people love commercials. And intro music. Yeah, we got to work on that. <laughs> and outro music. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time.